Hello and welcome to Permanently Resident, a podcast about the ups and downs of living abroad. My name is Robin, I'm from Brighton, England, and I'm living in San Leandro, California. I'm uh, Jose, and I'm from Simi Valley, California, living in Tokyo, Japan. So this is episode 25, and today we're talking about Meghan Markle and the differences between Britain and America. So, uh, Jose, I guess you saw the uh, big interview this week, brought out the big guns, CBS and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, yeah. A lot of bombshell. Bombshell interview, right? Long, long form interview. Uh, All kinds of things revealed. So uh, what was your initial reaction to that? Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to hide. I'm definitely not in Markle's camp. Um, I I was surprised they they went after the the institution the way they did. Um, Some stuff, you know, you can sympathize, I guess. Like if she's having mental health struggles, obviously that's a serious thing. Yeah. Um, Other stuff was uh, ambiguous claims of racism were kind of, you know, a little shocking, but with, with no real details or specifics to back it up, you know, those, those kinds of uh, accusations are really damaging and almost without evidence is, you know, I'm, I'm not in full alignment there. I mean, I think, I think they weren't, they could have been more specific, but it was clear that somebody had asked about the baby's skin color. I feel like that's, that's giving a decent amount of detail there, right? Sure, sure. But like when we talked about before we, we started this podcast, there's a difference between like a, you know, making a racist comment and making an insensitive comment, right? There's a huge uh, difference there, right? Or, yeah. or like, uh, innocuous, like Robin, you, you know, you're, you're with a Japanese woman and I, you know, maybe you internally, you might be thinking, I wonder if my baby will look, you know, more Asian or more British. Like it's not this, you, you'll love it either way, your baby, no matter what they, they look like or whatever the mix is, but it's okay to wonder about it, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, what was un, unclear about that, it was the context. It wasn't like, you know, it could be a mild, it could be an insensitive comment or it could be a clearly racist comment. And without that context, it's a little difficult to know. Seems like either way, it's not an appropriate question to ask. Um, but I don't know. I mean, for me, I think I, I can't, I just can't sympathize with, with her at all. I can't. And I don't. I can I pretty much believe that all of the stuff that she said was true. I mean, I'm sure that being in her situation was tough. I can believe there's a, a decent amount of racism in the royal family. I can believe they didn't help her when she said she had mental health issues. I can believe that uh, you know they you know did I, I didn't there wasn't anything I didn't believe that she said, but she came across as very naive. Mm. Uh, going into that complicated situation and also extremely self-centered as well I thought yeah yeah um you know I'm I'm the person who's not going to crucify someone for being a little insensitive if if I if I call and say hey you know what that's insensitive and then they they recognize it and they strive to change you know perfect I'm not I'm not looking to crucify or cancel someone because of that as far as the mental health aspect which you brought up that for me was really confusing because from from my understanding they're actually running some mental health charity so i find it very uh you know inconceivable that they can't seek mental help for uh megan uh if you know they have the resources obviously they have the money they have the contacts 
to get a, a therapist. So I was really shocked. Like, why, why does she keep saying they wouldn't provide me with help? Like, it's obvious she can get help. What did you think of that? I mean, I'm not 100% sure how closely their lives are controlled when they're part of the royal family. As I understand it, uh-huh. it can be very isolating. But you're right. I mean, in, in the days, you know, in the age of video conferencing, I would assume that she'd be able to get some therapy either by phone or by video conference. I find it quite difficult to believe that that wasn't an option. But still... <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know. I mean, that's one thing, but I mean, I don't want to make an absolute judgment on that because I really don't know what the situation is. But yeah, I mean, Mm. it seemed like, although she didn't want to accept any responsibility, it seemed like she wasn't prepared for that situation. She just kind of rushed in. She didn't know what she was getting herself in for. She didn't understand the tradition. She didn't understand the culture. She didn't understand... Uh, why she was being asked to do certain things she doesn't she still doesn't understand how the british media works which is completely different from american media Mm. um and so i'm sure what she went through was terrible but it seemed like she handled she she made it worse um through the way that she acted sure yeah i guess one example from the interview about the not understanding traditions is she, she brought up the fact that the royal family would not provide her son, Archie, with security. But from my understanding, the royal family doesn't supply security for, uh, you know, children who are not princes or, or princesses, right? So Archie technically is not a prince. So, uh, yeah, I found that, you know, I couldn't really understand her, her point of view on that. And also, if Harry is being provided with security... I mean, essentially, that kind of, doesn't that spill over? Or if Harry and Meghan are providers of security, doesn't that spill over to their ch- their baby, their child who's always with them? So that also was a bit confusing. Who knows? I, I think, you know, there's, there's, too many, there's too many unanswered questions there to really make a judgment. But yeah. it just didn't... Mm. Again, I'm going to say she just appeared very naive and unprepared for the whole situation, uh, which, you know, if, if she were 18 years old, I could forgive her, but she wasn't 18 years old when she went into that situation. So I think she, yeah. should, have, she should have known better. So anyway, one thing, you know, I'm sure thousands of people across the world, millions of people have been dissecting the situation and discussing mm. whether she's right or wrong. We mentioned earlier before we started recording Piers Morgan. Uh, you know, he's been one of the quote-unquote victims of the uh, of this news story. Um, but what what I thought was quite interesting was how it highlighted some differences between American culture and British culture or the way that the two cultures approach different things. Mm-hmm. So I just got three things that I thought were kind of – that it highlighted – so the first one, which we already touched on, is kind of the roles of traditions and precedent in British society versus American society. Um, and how she clearly didn't seem to understand these ideas of precedent and tradition and mm-hmm. just kind of cruised in and started complaining about things, um, which is 
in my mind what what an american would do to put it to put it bluntly and so yeah. if we take the example of her son not being a prince well that's a precedent right um her you know royal precedent sets that he shouldn't become a prince at the moment and he will become one in the future when his grandfather's a prince when his grandfather becomes king so she didn't seem to understand that and the reasons behind that and i found that quite baffling honestly Mm-mm-mm. there was another instance too where uh she mentioned about curtsying or not being shocked at needing the curtsy before the the queen right but mm-hmm. I mean, my understanding is that everyone does it, whether you're a president of the United States, you, you know, you have to bow or you have to, you know, properly, you know, or if you're a woman, you have to curtsy. Um, so I guess she was thinking, you know, it's 2021. Do I seriously need to do this? But yeah, actually, you do seriously need to do this because this is the tradition of how you, you know, act in front of the, the queen. And uh, world leaders and everyone gets get usually they get a rundown right on what is protocol what what is what they should do. I mean, you know, if you're if you're interacting with the queen, that's just the way it goes, right? You're you're showing yeah. respect. you're showing respect to a different culture, right? You, you're not imposing your culture into their system because it's their system, right? So what I what what I found very yeah. Um, I was going to say amusing, maybe not amusing about that, but how she said, I didn't do any research. I didn't do any research before I went into the situation, which I found completely shocking. I mean, you know, I like, I, you know, if I was yeah. going to go and meet Megumi's family, which I will in the future, of course, I'm yeah. going to look into what I should and shouldn't do. Okay. Well, I already know mm-hmm. that I need to take my shoes off before I go into the main part of the house. I already know some certain phrases, but, you know, when should I bow? You know, how should I refer to certain people? You know, I don't know yet, and I know I need to find that out. So uh, that that would be, if I, if I was going to, if I was dating someone in the royal family, then, of course, you know, I would make sure to do even more research because I know it's complicated and, and confusing. You're, you're going to get lessons about your, your chopsticks, too. <laughs> For example, uh, you can't spear your food with the chopsticks. That's really bad, right? Yeah, I, I know that one already, so I've got to watch out for that one. But So, I mean, the, the underlying thing is I think that what it revealed was that, you know, tradition and precedent is still quite important in in British culture. And really, it's, you know, in California, I don't really see many places where tradition and precedent really comes into people's everyday lives. Um, I can't even really think of of one. I mean, uh, things like marriage, obviously there's tradition and precedent, but really there are only limited areas in America where tradition and precedent becomes very important. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of these traditions are, you know, they go back hundreds of years in uh, the royal family, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of protocol, uh, a lot of do's, a lot of don'ts. And uh, I think sometimes, as you're mentioning, like for a for an American who's you know come, grown up in a young country where the individualistic thought or the the freedom and all those things come to mind, and you know those things probably seem archaic, and there's just such a huge uh, disconnect between the two. So um, I think that's a fundamental issue 
that Megan had, uh, whether you want to criticize her as being selfish or this and that, or I just think that that was the fundamental issue between them. So, so, uh, so that leads into the second point I've, I've got here, which is, yeah. you know, um, you, I'm not saying you don't find this in the UK because you do, but this is very much me, me, me culture. And I really felt watching the interview, yeah, it was all me, me, me. I, I felt this and they did this to me and I need this. And... I was, I mean, maybe I shouldn't have been shocked, but I thought, you know, she's 37 or 38 years old. Is she yeah. not past that stage in her life yet? It's very interesting because, you know, like in America, what I notice um, through articles and uh, in media is, you know, my feelings are, are really, you know, carry a lot of weight. And yeah, of course, people's feelings are important and their individual feelings are important. But in the end, in, in society, your feelings really don't matter all that much, usually. You know, they, they might matter to a few people close to you, but all, in a whole, your feelings, almost irrelevant, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't, don't think that way. They, they think my feelings, my opinions need to be expressed, heard, respected. Uh, but that's not, that's not reality, I think, but uh, I feel like American society has been conditioned to almost think that, uh, you know, those things are at the top. When, mm-hmm. uh, and I live in a society in Japan where they are not at the top. Yep. And I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that's a good thing every time because, you know, maybe, maybe here we have a top three suicide rate and maybe because the individual feeling is not cared about enough, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's too extreme though. Um, I think in America, definitely the, the extreme is, uh, you know, people are a bit, how can I say, um, they have this false illusion or uh, that their feelings really matter all that much when they don't. Hmm. That's an interesting way of putting it. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think, you know, I see that people don't really, not, you know, not everybody, but quite a few people just don't seem to be concerned about how their actions affect others. Um, whether that's on a low level like uh, littering or whether it's on a higher level like industrial pollution or something like that, you know, there just doesn't seem to be that concern about, um, you know, the knock-on effects. And in terms of the Megan interview, this me, me, me attitude... The person who seems to have hurt most is her um, when it comes down to it. Um, yeah. And I guess her husband, Harry, as well. They seem to have, whether that's whether that's fair or not, I'm not going to say, but they are the ones that have suffered the most through this. They are the ones that have come off worst, I think. Um, and I'd say part of that is just this idea of that, you know, she's so important and Maybe that's one of the things that she didn't really understand about entering the royal family is that, you know, the individual has to sacrifice themselves for the institution. And I personally wouldn't do that um, because I don't want to. And that's not something that I'd wish on myself. But she seems to have gone into, gone into it thinking that she could maintain her lifestyle, maintain her... 
um, public persona, maintain her ability to act freely and say whatever she wanted, while also being part of an institution that's very conservative and slow to change. And so obviously those things are not compatible. Yeah, the, the red flag for me was, from this interview was, she was obviously, uh, you know, she, she laid it out, um, her feelings, those are her feelings. I'm sure what she feels is true. Um, but she was, it seemed like, you know, she was wanting empathy, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she was never giving any empathy, right? Um, I think during this interview, she, she never thought about how will these words affect other people? How will, you know, we, we have uh, Philip in the, in the hospital, right? Maybe he's going to die. I mean, you know, he's, he's 100 years old, right? Uh, there was no empathy that was, you know, extended, but it was all, you got to empathize with me. I'm in this tough situation. I was depressed. I was suicidal. They didn't take care of me. Uh, I didn't know all these rules. No one taught me. No one, no one. It's like me, 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 feel, feel for me, but nothing, you know, extended. So that, that for me was kind of a red flag. And so to change gear a little bit, and I think this is something that's come out in a number of circumstances and maybe not uh, so clear here, but um, this kind of, for, from their point of view, this kind of like everything is an opportunity. Everything is an opportunity for monetization. Everything is an opportunity for publicity. And I know on a number of case occasions that has gone down very, very poorly, uh, especially with the British public. I think Americans don't see that in such in the same way as that's just kind of what they're used to. But you know, the big one for me that I thought was very odd was when they went to um i think it was los angeles national cemetery on on memorial day last year or remembrance day as it's known in in the uk uh and laid a wreath of flowers um at the monument there so great uh you know i think that's that's great that they did that but they took a professional photographer with them Mm -hmm. which seemed a little bit odd and it didn't seem like there needed to be publicity of that. It doesn't seem like there needed to be an official um, record of that. It doesn't seem like those photos needed to be distributed widely. Why did they want to publicize that? Why did they see that as an opportunity for more publicity? Um, From a British point of view, I think it just seems quite undignified. I mean, it, it, I think it just all comes back to the mentality of brand building, building our brand. Uh, the more our brand is, uh, you know, recognized, the more our brand grows, grows, the more valuable we become and the more it can monetize, right? It's all about brand building these days, uh, whether it's sports athletes or celebrities, um, you know, using social media, using all kinds of channels and then monetizing, right? That's, that's the end goal. Yeah, exactly. So that just flies in the face of, I think, what the what the royal family is all about. And, you know, I think we see that in other institutions in the UK. The one that comes to mind is the BBC. Um, and so these are institutions that operate outside of that 
well, not completely outside of that, but to a certain degree outside of this modern capitalist system. And so I think when somebody tries to capitalize that or monetize uh, an institution that's considered to be beyond uh, beyond you know the modern economy that's that's taken very very poorly by the British public so um, she didn't seem to understand that and she didn't seem to understand why people might have a problem with that yeah I mean when you're in that position I think you make a lot of sacrifice you have to follow the traditions the protocols those kinds of things but obviously there's there's benefits <laughs> you get to stay in huge castles you get you know, uh, chauffeur, chefs, you get, you get, you get some upside too, a lot of upside, right? Um, but the one thing you can't do is, is build a brand and monetize on it. It's undignified, as you said, right? Mm-hmm. I guess what she was thinking is, I'm a princess, I'm in the royal family, now I'm going to bring cameras into the castle, we're going to shoot a new reality show. That's just not going to happen. Exactly. So... <laughs> I don't know. Again, it just comes back to the fact that she doesn't seem to have understood what she was getting in herself in for. She doesn't seem to have made much effort to understand that or learn. And it was all like, well, they weren't offering it to me. They didn't teach me. Okay, well, maybe that was how it was. But if if I'm in that situation where I'm not being taught, then I got to then I have to be proactive about getting the information I need and learning the skills that I need. Otherwise, I will fail. And that's what happened to her. So what do you think will, will happen then in these next few months and uh, between the royal family, between, uh, you know, for her and uh, Harry? Uh, some people will say this could be a really damaging attack on the, on the royal family. And, uh, you know, we, we've had this conversation before, whether they even should exist or not in, in England, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my thought is I don't think it's that damaging. I think it'll, it'll blow over... Um, you know, the queen is like Teflon and everyone loves her more than Meghan Markle. But um, what do you think is to come in these next few months? I think, we, I think you know, the incidents have uh, brought a certain reckoning um, in terms of um, the UK press, which I think is overdue. And I think there's definitely some racism that came out there that needs to be addressed and uh, should not have occurred. But as you said, you know, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to damage the Queen, especially. Um, you know, the, the incident that did damage the Queen was the death of Princess Diana and how the Queen reacted to that. But mm-hmm. Queen Princess Diana was hugely popular in the UK and Meghan Markle is not popular at all. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, she's been, whether rightly or wrongly, she's been demonized and people don't like her. Um, so. You know, this is an undesirable situation for the royal family, but I don't see it having any significant impact. I think, as I said, you know, the impact, the the negative impact is mostly going to be on Meghan Markle, I think. This could become a US versus UK thing where, with a lot of Americans backing Meghan Markle and a lot of uh, Brits just backing their, their queen and their institution. That's probably how it fall out. It could be. So I think, you know, as we've discussed, there are those different, um, you know, cultural differences and cultural differences in the approach to cultures take to those things. 
Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. Probably that will mean that more people will sympathize with where Megan's coming from and fewer British people will. Exactly. And, and unfortunately, I think a lot of the backup Megan will get is because of Americans' misunderstanding of the institution again uh, and the parameters of how one lives within that institution. Uh, nothing, I don't think anything was overtly unfair. It was just she was unprepared. And that's what it mainly comes down to, I believe. All right. Well, on that note, thank you very much for listening. If you've got any uh, comments or questions, please send them over to uh, permanentlyres, that's R-E-S, at gmail.com. Yeah, please subscribe. Uh, we are waiting. Uh, we want you all to subscribe to Spotify, Apple, our Facebook page. So, yeah, go ahead and subscribe. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.